Hello. I've got these blisters on my feet. Ugh. Now what it now I know what it's like to be a lady, I guess. Mm-hmm. One for each night we share a delight. <laughs> I'm just checking to make sure it's not too horrible. Hold on. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe it'll be fine. Okay. Well, these new boots, I guess part of the process that people love is breaking them in like a baseball glove. But mm -hmm. I don't know the proper way to do that. I'll tell you the improper way to do that is taking a two and a half mile round trip walk. Oh, oh well. Ow. Lesson learned. Bloody socks. Feels like I did something with my life. Did you? Were your socks actually bloody? Yeah, there was some blood. Oh, my God. On the heel of each foot. That's the way. Oh. Look. God. You got to put in the work to get the the good boot. You know that can be a lesson for life. Yeah, we've talked about that before. The I think, struggle. I think that lesson's called no pain, no gain. Oh yes, we are not cool or original. No, it's been around for a long time. Who knows who came? No up pain, with it. no gain. But then it was sort of a, that was such like a. 80s meathead thing to say. I'm sure it was a radio Whereas we're DJ. applying it to a more like mm, intellectual sort of realm where they're talking about like their muscles. Sorry. I'm listening. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I had to send a text. Oh. But yes, their muscles. That's what they were talking about. Their big muscles on Venice Beach. Yeah. No pain. They had blonde hair. They had the blonde hair from uh, the bad kid from Karate Kid. That hair. Who's the bad kid from Karate Kid? The blonde. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny's not so bad. If you watched Cobra Kai, you would know that it's a little more black and white than and it seems. And that's true because in Karate Kid 2, he was like, what the fuck? coach man dude vietnam vet who's beating up his students in the parking lot and ripping up their trophies and then at the end he's at the, at the end of karate kid one he's like yeah you did it you know which also it doesn't make sense karate kid one the end of it doesn't make sense why doesn't it make sense because there's a rule about sweeping the leg but there's not a rule about like shoving another kid's nose into his brain with your foot Look, I don't understand the rules of karate. They're foreign <laughs> to me. Yeah. So maybe it does make perfect sense. Maybe that is part of the rules. You can challenge the rules, but the rules are the rules. You can say the rules okay. are dumb, but they exist as they exist. That mustachioed uh, referee allowed it to happen. He said, that's okay. Sweeping the leg is illegal, but crane kick to the fucking nose is totally fine. Well, I've seen Karate Kid probably one and a half times. I know blasphemy I love that movie blasphemy. How could you? I just I'm not into it. It didn't didn't do much for me. Did we have the same conversation last year when we talked about this topic? Uh, I don't know if we did or not. Maybe at some Ooh. point I feel as though this I think we should go back and listen. Never, I feel like we've had never, the same conversation. Never. I will never go back. I will never go back and listen to <laughs> another episode. Uh, but I was going to say, I know it came up at some point, and I said part of my dislike for the movie ties to the NES video game because it was too difficult. 
Oh, yeah. I never played that. I played Double Dragon, though. I was really good at Double Dragon. Hey, sorry, I'm here. I'm still here. You suck. I was adjusting levels on the microphone. Oh, oh okay. The gain was turned too high. <clears throat> I was just uh, making some adjustments. Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, you're talking about Double Dragon. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I heard you. I always hear you. I'm a great multitasker. No, incorrect. I am a great multitasker. Do you know why I am? Or how? Because I could be doing something while you're talking and continue the conversation instead of like, uh-huh, what? Oh, yeah, double dragon. Yeah, I was doing something. That's not the, the beginning of this. I'll present the beginning of this recording for evidence. I was talking about the boots, and you're like, oh, sorry, I'm trying to. Fix well, because I was listening. Oh. No, I was. Now that's different because I was listening to the audio, and 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 my thing was making a buzzing sound, and I had to hear it. What's my response to that? What is that a rhinoceros? What? Just shh. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Autumn, it's your week. This week, uh, I want to do a little bit of a throwback to uh, early second, I think, our second episode. It was our second uh, episode ever, which is a strange way to kick off this series of podcasts. Well, you know why it's not so strange? Because our first episode was just whatever it was, just like talking and figuring things out. And then our second one was... Home Alone, the first one, and now this is our 101 episode, our 101st episode, so we're going to talk about Home Alone 2. It's symbolic there. People have been it cla- is. They've it's been, perfect. They've been clamoring for this. Since yeah, that- they listened to that one so many months ago and thought, man, I can't wait to hear what they think about Home Alone 2. That storied Home Alone episode where the first episode of One Topic was us just talking about whatever, talking about doing the show and that we were going mm-hmm. to start it. And then uh, people were wondering, all right, what are the topics going to be? And the first thing they see is Home Alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably made them wonder, all right, is this what it's going to be? Is this, is this whole series going to be? I mean, look, I did a podcast the other day, the other, the other podcast that I do. Mm-hmm. That secret podcast that nobody knows about, not even you. Which is called? See, you don't even know the name of it. I know the name of it. What rejects. is it? Rejects. Mm, it's only half of it. Uh, it's, uh, it's usual rejects. Okay, there you go. But we did a whole episode on the flight of the navigator. And you had someone. You had someone on it. You had a guest. Yeah, we had the child star guest. On the, That's a big get on a on a follow up episode. So we did Flight That's of the Navigator, amazing. and then apparently there was um, there's a documentary coming out, and the director of that documentary, I, I guess hashtags or something worked on Twitter when the show was pushed out, and the director came across that episode, and then uh, yeah, we had wow, we had David that was his name in the movie. Okay, I've we, never seen it. You should watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Greatest. Uh, children's film ever that's ever yes ever greatest ever not in like a certain year no because maybe it, or a certain series of years no it doesn't ever? it doesn't treat kids like these idiots it introduced some high level high conceptual 
thoughts and ideas. And David falls into a ditch. He comes out of the ditch. Seems like it's only been a minute for him, but 12 years have passed. Kids, kids these days, they get spoon fed stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the things kids watch these days, uh, I know I sound like an old man now, but it's just <laughs> the characters don't even speak. They just make noises the whole show. Come on. No, that, that's true. Flight of the Navigator. Anyway, Home Alone 2. So here yeah. we are. We're, we're talking about, I, I'm sure if we went back and listened to Home Alone, we talk about Home Alone 2 in, in that episode. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We probably did, but. I'm sure we uh, shit we on more on Home Alone one, and we shit on the other Home Alones that came out. Oof. Yeah, so we're not going to do all that again. And the new Home Alone that apparently is going to come out on Disney Plus, just because they have to fill content Ugh. that Chris Columbus, the director of uh, Home Alone one and two, doesn't like the idea of this. He says it's, there's no I, there's no reason for it. There's no reason and for another. Not. And I don't remember what the storyline was something about a porcelain doll gets stolen or broken. I sure, Ugh. and it's haunted. Look, people are going to watch it. They're going to watch it. There's uh, the reason. Do you think so? Yeah. You think people will just watch it? The reason, yeah, they will watch it because it's tied to I Home Alone. I have more faith in people. I feel like more people are more grouchy, like me. I'm like, nope, the new Aladdin. No. The reason, it, I mean, it's a stupid idea for many reasons, but the main thing is Home Alone is still around. It's yeah. it's and Home Alone Two is still around. Which since that is our topic, we can focus on that. Focus on that. But the two of the movies are still shown all over the place during the Christmas season, which means they have staying power. They're embedded and ingrained in our brains. Uh, there's zero. It's not like an obscure movie that's been in the vault for decades. And they're, all right, let's remake it. So it just it's pointless. And the fact that Home Alone Two. Uh, is I I prefer it because it's set in New York and you know my love of New York, uh, the rich person's house in Chicago suburbs, pfft, whatever. Part of me watching that first one was like, hmm, maybe those guys deserve to rob, rob rob that rich house. Oh, maybe they're what are fine. You talking about they're insured. That house is insured. Let them get in there, get some jewels, get some valuable items. But uh, being in New York, they just wanted to. I mean, they're, they're going to. Rob the toy store, the, the precious, toy store. the precious Duncan turtle dove. <laughs> but you know, the, the other plot was they want to kill a kid. Yeah, so you like that better? Which, by the way, uh, did you know that Marvin Harry never say Kevin's name throughout the whole <gasps> both movies? They don't ever say his name. I don't. They don't know, know his. Why would they know his name? They don't know his name. That's they, a great point. They just know the last name of the family, uh, okay. and they just call him different names. Like, you know, insulting names. You little jerk. But uh, they never know his name. I think the first time they hear it is at the end of Home Alone 2 when the pigeon lady yells it. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. That's something. That's interesting. I, you know, you think you know something about a movie and then this totally makes sense. Why would they know his name? They don't. Maybe it makes it easier to kill him. If you're going to kill a kid and you don't know his name, it's simpler, right? Yeah, for sure. Once you can put a name to that that adorable little face that kind of melted and turned ugly as he grew up. Uh, <laughs> it's not fair of me to say. Not, I don't think it melted. It more like bones started to appear in his face. And then true. he got weirder looking. That's true. It angularized. It word? angularized. Angularized. <laughs> I know I had the extra L in there the first time because it's not whatever. 
whatever. You know, I think the only flaw in Home Alone 2 for me is that Donald Trump is in this one. Yeah, but that was a thing anytime because he owned the Plaza Hotel at the time. And anytime right. someone wanted to shoot at a Trump property, Trump made them write a scene for him. So a small mm-hmm. cameo scene. And quite often people would shoot it and they would not put it in the film. Right. And for whatever reason, they left it in in this one. And well, he needed to know where the front desk was. Was that it was or elevators or something. elevator or something. And uh, Chris Columbus. This is the thing. I read once that he wasn't excited. It's like, I don't I We had to do it. Home Alone 2. You already shot. So if you cut it, what's he going to do? You can't unless it was written in some kind of contract that you can't. Are you talking about the Trump scene? Yeah, or the Trump Home scene. Home Alone 2 at all. No, the Trump scene. Okay. And he, there was the, he was concerned about having it in the film. And I just don't know why he didn't cut it. But apparently it played well with the test audience. So he left it. Ugh, test audiences are idiots. Um, I think I would be nervous if I were him uh, to just make Home Alone 2. Because so many... I mean, obviously with the, 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 following, the subsequent uh, Home Alones are so terrible that it would be scary to ruin something that was so good by making another one. It was lightning in the bottle, the first one. And uh, the second one. The, yeah, the second one worked. The, how, the reason, again, that the sub- subsequent ones don't work and people tend not to like them is because the story can only really be told as the story. You can't vary it that much. Even Home Alone 2 is about as much as you can vary it. Uh, but it's still, it's just, the, yeah, the, uh-huh. basically, it's the same movie. Yeah, He gets separated from his family and he has to set up some traps because these people are coming to get him. It's, I mean, that's it. But they did a good job of varying it enough where it is original enough. The other ones are just, they feel like ripoffs. You're like, okay, you're just ripping off this concept. Even and though they kept adding things. Maybe, maybe it was like, this movie can only hold so much. And then once you get to like the threes and the fours, they start adding things like a parrot and a friend and a third uh, uh uh, robber, <laughs> which know? which makes it less scary when you have a friend or even an animal. Anytime a movie introduces an animal pal, just yeah. get out of there. What? That ought to hurt. Don't don't get out. Don't watch it. There's an animal pal. Yeah. If it's an animal who's in the movie, that's fine. But the moment it's a friend and it's on the journey with the protagonist, right. I'd even argue when the animal itself is the protagonist. I'm not into those. But people like Homeward Bound and things like that. So yeah. whatever. Milo and Stitch. Oh, Milo and Otis. That's what I meant. The Stitch, the yeah. cartoon. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, I can't. See? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm making my own point. Uh-huh. No interest. Zero interest. So sorry. Milo and Otis. <laughs> and Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch yeah. is the cartoon, the animated film, right? Yeah. With uh, like a little alien guy in Hawaii. And then Milo, Milo and Otis is the live action. Yes, with the dog and the cat. <laughs> And they have live babies in that movie. <laughs> I always loved that part. Well, uh, the adventures of a young cat and dog as they find themselves accidentally straying from their farm. Yeah, and what's um, uh, Arthur, the guy from, what's his name? Who's the actor? In, I, I don't know. I've, I've in never, Milo and Otis. I've God, never seen it. Name. I'm actually interested in He was know. in that movie Arthur with um, Liza Minnelli. 
I don't know who's in. See, We're I, freaking out. Look it up. I'll just tell you that now I'm somewhat interested in this because I know he's, I didn't even know it was a Japanese film. Oh, yeah. So now suddenly I'm into the adventures of Milo and uh-huh. Otis because I like Japanese films. I usually reserve them for planes. Dudley Moore. Oh, he's the narrator. Was he the narrator? No, I thought he was a. Oh, I guess he's every. Isn't he like every voice or something? Again, I haven't seen this. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. And like I said, I was mostly just watching it for those live birth scenes because I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch this now, though, because Japanese film. Yeah. They get, they like, in that, I mean, this was made too long ago. So, like, they actually like throw these animals in a river, I think, at some point. Yeah, something that you wouldn't be able to get away with these days. And they no. probably shouldn't have done back then either. Probably not. Taking, but listen, I, they're actually, probably dead. It doesn't matter. They're fucking these these the every animal you see in this movie is no longer alive. Well, including I, the home alone too. Those pigeons, they dead. I shouldn't say probably. It's something they shouldn't have done. Yeah, pigeons only live a few years, and I'm surprised you don't see more of their dead bodies around the city. But uh, Oh, that's interesting. You know, somebody talked about not seeing enough squirrel poop for the amount of squirrels you see. You know, like birds poop on your car. How come we don't see like squirrel poop when you park under your tree? It's a good question. Maybe they just do it on the ground. Maybe they're not pooping from the tree. They have dignity. Oh, you think they come down to poop? That's dangerous. I think that I think prey animal. No, I think that they have dignity. They're on the ground all the time. Yeah. They can run quickly, even though you're at your vote most vulnerable when you are uh, taking a dump. And if you ever want to yeah. rob anyone, that's the time to do it. Just go into a public bathroom and when someone's sitting down with their pants around their ankles, tell them to give them you, their wallet and they will. Could I have your wallet, please? What else are they going to do? <laughs> you can't yeah. even, they can't even fight back. They'll get up and trip. So I don't know. I don't know the nature of squirrel pooping. I don't know the process of it. Uh, what were we saying? How do we give, even get on this? Oh, the other Home Alones with the uh-huh. animal buddies and the way they change it. It's just pointless. It's pointless. Again, these two films uh, still exist every single year. People watch them throughout the year. They're always available on streaming platforms. You know what, now. though? Um, if, if, if you are only using streaming, then you have to pay for them. <clears throat> They're not just like available. You know what I mean? I, don't, I think last year they might have been on Netflix for a short amount of like for the season. But now, right now, they're only on HBO's. And if you want to pay for them, then you can get them through like Prime or you can pay for like AMC Plus, which is so stupid. And then you can and then if you only have cable, you can set them to record. But then you're watching a billion commercials. Here's why I was going to say this before we got off onto the, the tangent. Kevin alone works in the first one because he's alone. It's if, as a kid watching this, you think if I were in this situation, I'd be scared out of my mind and I would just hide. I wouldn't be able to do these things. And so you're able to put yourself in a position mm-hmm. and then to take that even further and have him lost in New York, which when you're a kid seems like a big, scary city. And when we were kids in the 80s and I know these films came out in the 90s, you know, it, it was. Yeah. More so than it is now. Maybe we're getting back to it. Who knows? But that's a different topic for a different time. Um, but yeah, if he has a pal, he has the little friends who help. The pigeon lady comes and helps, but she's not there for yeah. most of it. No. He just ultimately needs to be saved in the end because as smart as he is, he ultimately gets to the point where he's about to. Well, be- and he was saved by the friend he made with the salt and the, the old man. Yeah. The message is don't be nasty to the outcasts because they'll come back and help you when you're about to be killed. 
<laughs> that is the message. It is. You never know when you're going to need them. Hang out yep. with them. Ask them about their lives. Try to understand them a bit. And then they'll say, you know what? That person took an interest in me. I'll spare their life. I'll help them. I guess they're not technically sparing the life. They're saving the life. Mm. But getting back to Home Alone 2, and I knew we we're going to be all over the place, but we have to try to focus on Home Alone 2. Okay. To me, it's the better of the two. Again, because it's set in New York. You know my love for New York. New York itself is always a character in, in the movies, films, any kind of media that is set here. People will argue it, but there's a reason people prefer. It's not the same if you're set up in Houston. Home Alone 2, Lost in Houston. <laughs> Boring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where are you Just going, Kevin? Hot city street. Just- where, where are you going? Nowhere because the distances are too big and it's not a walking city. So, you know, yeah. I'm just- I mean, in the beginning of Home Alone 2, or when he gets lost, uh, when he lands in New York, he goes all around the city, right? Doesn't he, doesn't he start way up in Chinatown and then ends up at the Empire State Building or no, at the Twin Towers? I would like to tell you one, your geography of New York is shit. Way oh. up in Chinatown and then oh, sorry. D- down to the Empire State Building. Sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> and yes, he is at the Twin Towers. And apparently they cut that out for a bit when they were showing it on TV after 9-11. But it's been, it's been put back into the film Yeah. as of 2018. I don't like seeing... Well, listen, I, it's not like a... Whatever. Whenever I see the Twin Towers in a movie or something, it does give me the creeps. Like it, I, I'm seeing ghosts. It well, gives me like a, an anxious feeling in my stomach. That's a spot where a lot of people died. So, of course, it's going to do that. If you go down yeah. to the memorial, the footprints of the Twin Towers, yeah. Yes. It's I bit, was shocked at how I felt Well, I think that's, we were there. that's the point of it. It's supposed to be a somber place. You go, you feel, you think about what actually happened. Yeah. You know, people going down there and, and you'd be offended if people were partying and laughing. Well, that's what like the uh, some Holocaust memorials were going through, right? Like people were doing like a planking challenge, you know, on some stones that represented people at a Holocaust memorial and stuff like that. That should be the gauge on if it's a decent person or not. If they can't actually get to the point where they think about what happened and the impact that event had on so many people's lives, not just the people who lost their lives, obviously, but you know, all the families and the people connected to those people. And if you're there doing some fucking stunt, then immediately yeah. you should be put to sleep like a stray cat. Like maybe a, they could be sent to like a re-education camp, like an Otis, <laughs> like an Otis <laughs> or is Otis the dog? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Milo. I don't know which one. And I, okay, that's yeah, harsh. Or a Lilo. That's, or a it's harsh, sure. That's just, what is my go-to? Slice their Achilles. That's right. That's what I'd like. I want to talk about the pigeon lady. All right, you can talk about the pigeon lady. She is an award-winning, I think she won an Academy Award yeah, for her it? work in Home Alone 2. No. Get out of here. <laughs> no, her name's Brenda Fricker, and she was in My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. And she was in uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is Chef's Kiss, A Time to Kill, which I've never seen, but it looks very serious. What was her Academy Award for? I think for My Left Foot. I'm looking it up. She's the first Irish actress to win. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? She went from a lady in the park with some pigeons to a famous actress. All right, there you go. Yes, you're right. Best Supporting Actress. 
for the biopic or biopic, as some people like to say stupidly, my left foot. <laughs> and then I think no, she bi- biopic. No, it's <laughs> unacceptable. It's the same people to say like your skeletal system. Or umbilical cord. And, and then she, umbio, what, what is that one? What did you say? Umbilical. I know. Umbilical. <laughs> it's like when I, when I pronounce producer, when I pronounce designer, I cannot speak today. When I pronounce designer brands incorrectly on purpose. Oh, yeah. Louis Vuitton, Coach. <laughs> cool. Coach. Cool Coach bag there. Uh, yeah, so Brenda Fricker also presented Joe Pesci, his best actor in a supporting role oh, for really? Goodfellas. She presented wow. it to him, and then she threw seed on him in Home Alone 2 after they were covered in goop. Yeah, and then she called her birds. Which was uh, actually done. They were that a bird flew into one of their mouths. <laughs> when, when, there was like 300. Really? Yeah, there were 300 pigeons and they just had, they threw that seed on and them. Those and those weren't stunt people? No, I don't think that was stunt people at that point. Oh. Which, sure, that's surprising. But you know, some people, they dedicate themselves to their role. The stunt people are falling off the ladders and down the stairs. But mm-hmm. the pigeons, like, I'll do the pigeons. I'll get in there and uh, have the pigeon in my mouth. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern said the pigeon actually flew into his mouth. And it was, oh, re- wow. it was revolting. And it is gross. I had a pigeon fly by my face once close just close and i could smell uh-huh. it i smelled the thing i smelled the beast really what did it smell like gross it's, it sounded it smelled like gross i always think it's weird how dusty just birds are or whatever that dust is like you know when they hit a window and they leave their little imprint what is that what is that dusty sticky like goo all over them? what is that what is the bird grease you're asking yeah bird grease We'll find out in a future episode, whole episode okay. on birds. When we talk about birds. Yeah, that'll be a um, top uh, downloaded. Is this, is Home Alone 2 where uh, Marv electrocutes himself or is that in the first one? No, that's in one. I mean, uh, that's oh, in, God. it's in two. It's in two. It is a two? Yes. God. Okay. I don't know. What it, my brain is dead today. It is completely gone, I feel, because I cannot. Well, it's in two. I I was thinking two when you said that one just came out for whatever reason. No, well, good. I'm one. glad it's in two because we're talking about two. And I. So, again, I, I think in when we talked about Home Alone one, we talked about uh, not. And I, I didn't understand why it was. a. I mean, I, I love this movie and I love Home Alone, two, But um, in a lot of ways, you think this isn't going to be good. You know, why is this so good? Why, why do I love this movie, but not like Baby's Day Out? You know, it seems like a very similar type of goofy thing. And then they throw in something like Marv is getting electrocuted and turns into a skeleton. That was the first you time. Know? That's the first time I think. So we established in that first Home Alone episode. Oh, so many years ago, almost two years ago. Oh, it's the acting, right? They get they cast well. They got yeah. Pesci uh, and Stern to commit to this, and uh, they it, it borders. It doesn't really get into slapstick, even though it's all yeah. this physical. But it's so like with them both slipping at the same time on the sidewalk and landing. It it. it uh. Well, some of it too. It's like sound, you don't think about sound design, but if it's like bong, they put all these stupid oh, sound yeah. effects. Or in there. like when he goes over the the uh, hole in the floor, it doesn't go like. Yeah, you could you could add all that. 
But for whatever reason, that that uh, electrocution scene does cross that line and it gets ridiculous. Oh, it's <laughs> but, amazing. But here's what makes that scene. It is Stern's yelling, it, the way he is screaming. <laughs> if you, if he's screaming differently or to different, I don't think yeah. it works. It's the, yeah. that is, <laughs> that's what does it. <laughs> I think about someone else screaming, just a normal scream. I think, all right, whatever. I, I, to me, that is what triggers yeah. the laugh and the way it crescendos as <laughs> he gets yeah, electrocuted right. more and turns into the skeleton, uh, which a beautifully masked cut, huh? With the sparks flying and the flash. Oh, and yes. They can, Very good. They make the cut and the skeleton <laughs> appears. <laughs> um, can I talk about other things that I love in Home Alone 2? Some little moments? You can talk about whatever you like. The one thing I would like to say, which is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and this happens overall with movies. Obviously, they're filming in different locations. and They're not always in New York. And when he's with the pigeon lady... When they're watching the orchestra, that's like some it's that's in Chicago when they're up in the rafters. Look, it's not even here. Uh, it's supposed to be Carnegie yeah. Hall, I think. And apparently that's not even shot here. And then just in and what does she do? Does she live up there? Because like she can't live there. They're storing things up there. That's they, where I go up there to like get stuff. That's where I'd live. But yeah, it does seem like people would be up there quite often in the attic because there's a lot of instruments in there. Yeah. And, would... and then like birds are in there with her <laughs> shitting all over the place. There's no way that that's viable place for her no i also doubt that there's an attic in those kind of places where they store the instruments there's probably rooms in the back maybe below yes, ground and they probably are like temperature controlled so it's not like it gets really hot up there and like warps something on an instrument but it looks cool she's been slinking around on the rooftops and found her way in um, yep and she's like i've seen amazing things here and frank sinatra Movies in New York and the Ghostbusters, for example, the interior of the firehouse was shot in L.A. The exterior is in New York. The all the interior stuff was in L.A. And that mm-hmm. always bums me. out. I know that this is the way movies work, but it bums me out. It's like, ah, I wish it was all shot here in New York. I wish yeah, it, you have to just give that up. You I have wish to say, all right, we're in New York. I wish it was real. Uh, also, Christmas movies in general, not you like to think. Nobody, I know people don't, or people know this, but you like to think they're shot during Christmas, but it's probably like March. Oh, uh, yeah, you think so? Because I just feel like they're wearing a lot of clothes. I will say the pigeon, the pigeon scene where they throw the seeds on uh, Harry and Marv, that, that was filmed in March, March 25th, actually, 1992. Wow. So it's, it's not even around Christmas. Inserts like the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. You got to get that in real time. The airport right. in Chicago, when they're running at the beginning of the movie and Kevin gets separated because a man is wearing the same coat as his dad and he just follows that guy. And then, yeah, and then just bumps into the, oh, all the tickets are dropped. Sure, just get on this plane, kid. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, they say, uh, just find an empty seat anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time. Sure, it was before yeah. 9-11, but <laughs> I still don't think it worked that way. And he wouldn't go find his dad at that point just to say, hey, I made it. And the entire flight, I guess. Also, yeah. yeah, and also his dad, even though it wasn't his dad, and this is why he didn't, but you'd think his dad would just run away from him. I've got to catch my flight. Kevin, you're on your own. You've got to catch this flight too, but I'm not waiting for you. Uh, but the point of that was that yeah. was shot, I think, in February in Chicago, O'Hare, okay. and they kept the Christmas decorations up because they knew they were going to be shooting. That was nice of them. So they kept those up. And then uh, just that plane scene. Uh, I came across what the guy says in French. I know what he says. You know what he says. Yeah. What does he say? He says like, 
oh, do you speak French or I don't speak a lot of English or something. And then he talks about like, this is my first trip to America. This is what he says. I mean, you're, you're right. But this okay. is exactly what he says. What's that? I'm from France and I'm a tourist here. It's my fr- Kevin asked him, by the way, have you ever been to Florida? Right. He says, what's that? I'm from France. I'm, on a tour- I'm a tourist here. It's my first time coming to America. Do you know a good restaurant? Or maybe your parents, they know a good place. Why aren't you and responding? And then he's like, I just put on my headphones. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you responding? You speak a bit of French, right? I don't speak English at all. Give me a bit of help at least. My name is Andre. What's your name? And then <laughs> in the fr- when they dubbed this for French people, they made that guy speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Because I'm guessing it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. <laughs> You speak French? Is this a secret that I, I didn't know? No, but I know enough about French to kind of understand him. I mean, I could, I didn't know all of that, but I have, uh, yeah, I could, I could, listen, if someone who was French came up and tried to really talk to me, I'd be like, Bleh. but, you know, it made sense what he was saying. He says, like, tourist is like, he can, you can kind of understand what he's saying. How convenient, though, right? Oh, he put his headphones on and he doesn't hear the announcement. He's on the wrong plane. I wish he didn't put his headphones on. He heard it and he just got off and that was it. I like thinking about movies that way. If the little things that have to happen to set up the whole plot don't happen and then it just all falls apart. So wait, what would, he have, what would he have done? Well, he puts the headphones on so when they make the announcement on the plane that they're flying to New York, he doesn't hear it. So he doesn't oh. know. He doesn't know that he's on the wrong plane, and I like. So he wears those headphones the entire time. He never gets up during the the flight from Chicago to Florida. Quite what he thinks is a, a flight from Chicago to Florida, but it's really to New York, which is still. I mean, how long is that? That's only an hour and a half, I think. <sighs> anyway, he doesn't ever hear anyone say anything about landing in New York, or like, no one is. No one comes up to him and is like, "Yo." Why are you a child alone and I don't know who you are or where your parents are? You're asking too many questions. They addressed it, Autumn. They addressed it. He put on his headphones. We don't need to think about it anymore. Yeah. Dad? Mom? (laughs) Then he sees New York from the airport, which you can't from either of the airports. I mean, you can see Manhattan landing, but he looks out the window and then it's just a shot from across the East River in Long Island Uh City, which is part of Queens. And what's he say? Because he's he, in the first one, he's like, "I made my family disappear." <clears throat> I don't remember. Anyway, leaving you hanging. I'm not a quote person. Call English. Nah, right. Call English, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I don't remember quotes for movies. And uh, then he gets the hotel room by just uh, speaking into his talk boy, which I have a talk boy. You still have a talk boy. I have a talk boy right now. Where is it? It's you, here. You have any cassette in that talk boy? It's not even a good recorder. It was a cheap plastic piece of junk that was marketed because of the movie, right? Yeah, I need a tape. I feel like they created it for the movie and then sold it. I loved it. I love my talk boy. But I it, didn't, you know, get any free hotel rooms with it or anything. But I mean, I guess at the time it made an easy way to record. And especially as a kid, you can a portable recorder and you record and then it just plays it slowly back. So it makes your voice sound deeper so you can fool a Tim Curry. At the hotel. <laughs> this is uh, whatever McAllister, the father. I have a tape. I think I have a tape, but it's like in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> I have a cassette tape somewhere. They're coming back in vogue. Do you, are they? No. I mean, they, Walkmans? I, I think they tried. It's just, it's not the same. Vinyl came in 
came back because I guess people, I, I know people like the sound. If you have a good system, it sounds good. But you can also pick the tracks you want to listen to. A tape, that's the problem. It's like, uh, I can't jump around yeah. easily. You have to listen um, to the whole thing. Maybe I'll try and record some things on the Talkboy. Now? Well, I, I got to go get a tape. We should have prepped for the show. I should have. That's Hold right. on, let me look at my drawer. No, we don't have time for this. There's no time for you to dig through a drawer. I mean, if you want to dig through a drawer, all right, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Okay. There's 20 seconds of silence. If this is radio. People would be leaving. They'd think the station went dead. And they'd be freaking out. Oh, my God, five seconds of silence. The station's gone. I'm switching. This is what people on radio believe. I mean, if it stays dead air long enough, sure, people will leave. But usually dead air people will stick around to see what's going on. They want to know everything's okay. No, five seconds dead air. I'm going to go to our competitor. Okay. Outdated thinking. Okay. That was too long. Let's what, see. What did you find? Listen to this. Everybody listen to this. Oh, that's some good tape. Audition tape. Kiss of the sound of music rehearsal tape. Can you, this. is this a tape you can record on? I don't know. Probably because it was recorded on. Okay. See what's on here. I didn't know if it was an official. I mean, you can, they put that tab in the top, and if you rip out the tab, I think it keeps it from being a recordable tape. Oh. Yeah, you Nothing got it? Oh, all right. Well, let's record something on it. All right. What do we say? This is. This is Mr. McAllister, the father. All right. And then. You re you rewind it perfectly. This is what Kevin does. He really knows that machine. He always gets it to the exact right spot, which, as you know, is hard. This is Mr. McAllister, the father. Oh, I did it the wrong way. And you wouldn't have gotten a hotel room. Oh, no. You, okay, hold on. Let's do it again. This is Mr. McAllister, the father. <laughs> All right, now. Uh, Plaza Hotel, how may I help you? <laughs> you're not efficient Mr. enough the father okay yeah so yes Callister, the father <laughs> I did it <laughs> you did it you got there this is uh you got to become more efficient using that machine I know though. I got I got to learn my my machine here if you want to fool people and play mm -hmm. tricks when they come into your room unexpectedly because they're on to you with your stolen credit card and they want to catch you and you have to have uh, the blow-up clown doll dancing in the tub to the recording. Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. Yeah. To, to that's, that's from one. Sorry. That's not from one. That's from two. It is? Yeah, you're getting them confused. He records them at the beginning and then, he, then the oh, uncle yells right. at him and then he blows up so quickly well, I guess it's already blown up. They, there's a, a shot somewhere that weird clown inflatable. Oh, is already yeah, it's blown like up. over in a corner or something. Yeah, and then he just throws it in the tub and steams up Perfectly, five seconds. Yeah. And Tim Curry comes in, who also played Pennywise from It a few oh. years prior. God, I love Tim Curry. He had that stroke. I know. I think he's doing, I mean, it's, it, it was a massive stroke. And he was in that wheelchair. And I think, you know, as far as recovery goes, he's doing okay. But yeah, 
That's that's a shame and scary. Just having the stroke hit you. I know. Tim Curry. So amazing. Um, one of my favorite, like there are a couple of favorite things uh, that Tim Curry does in this movie, but when um he when uh when the family finally gets to to new york and is talking to tim curry and that other lady and for some reason like the bellhop guy is there what's his name from the stapler uh <laughs> fuck what's his name yeah the guy who tried so hard to be funny but was never funny yeah it was never funny rob, uh, rob schneider yeah yeah um uh yeah when she slaps him after he's telling her like you know, the, you can't go out there alone. You know, it's so scary. The streets are full of uh, these evil people and they're all going to get. And so she slaps him and he pretends to cry. When you describe it's not funny. I'm not. It doesn't sound funny when I'm saying it, but there's a way that Tim Curry acts that cracks me up. Um, I also love when they rush into his room and he again plays like angels without wings or whatever that what's what is the name of the uh gangster movie called? the um yeah what is the name of that i will look the that angel up. who lost her wings or there's something about something like that anyway and so they talk he says uh you've been smooching everybody angels with filthy souls and then then this oh, and home alone too it's angels with even filthier souls <laughs> even filthier souls <laughs> It's a nice sequel. But yeah, they say Cliff. They they talk about how he smooch. She's smooching with Cliff, and Cliff happens to be the old man's security guard. It's a lie. He's never done anything else. That is his only credit. The old man. Yeah, Cliff. I thought Cliff was in. That's interesting. Yeah. There's always that old man character, and I thought maybe Cliff had that market cornered. That's a lie. I, I thought that. <laughs> Yeah, at a time when a man kissing a man was still like, oh, no, I got to do everything in, my, everything in my power to prove that this isn't true. Bony Bob. Yeah, it would been great if he's like, yeah, we have been. What's, uh, what's the point? No, it wasn't. a No, he was talking to the woman. Wasn't he? At that point, it wasn't there confusion, Tim Curry. No, there was a woman. It's a woman. She's like, in the movie. I don't got my eyes on nobody. And the angels with even filthier souls. But Kevin, again, so perfect with his fast forwarding, cuts yeah. all her lines out. So it's just that oh. guy's lines. And the way no, it's, it's the guy in Home Alone 1. I, I know that. But what I'm saying is when he's playing it and those people are in the room and he's yeah. trying to fool them, if they heard a woman's, I, he's playing it and it's the guy and Tim Curry is answering back to him. And yeah. then it comes up that somehow there's this idea that Curry and Cliff were smooching. Oh, right, 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 right. Bony Bob. <laughs> Again. Cliff. It's just a speaker on a TV. I don't like. Yeah, you would can... be able to tell a room, a, a speaker from a TV does not a fill, fill the room like someone's voice. Even, and the gunshots? Yeah, even in the first one, he likes, lights the firecrackers to supplement yeah, the gunshots. At least but. that would make sense. At least you'd be afraid of that. This is just a TV speaker. Just, and a happy new year. And then the next scene happens. So I really get annoyed with how well he fast forwards and rewinds, though. And he, I just know this perfectly. And I stop at the perfect spot. That's impossible to yeah. do. You ever try recording and rewinding on any kind of tape VHS cassette? You can't do it. That yes, even, I have. Remember? Yes. Remember this? I, I, well, I, I had. <laughs> I'm gonna try it again. Mr. McAllister, 
the father. Oh, no. I've already messed up. Trying to get, <laughs> I, I, as a kid with a... The father. <laughs> as a kid with like a home camcorder that sat on your shoulder with the VHS tape in it, you try to live edit if you're shooting something. All right, there's a scene. Oh, yeah. And I've then, definitely done that. I have a whole YouTube movie about that on my YouTube page. Yeah, you can never match it up. It's really good, actually. Either it cuts really off the job. last scene or there's like a false take in between for a second or two. Yeah. You can never do it. Except uh, Kevin can. And maybe that's why they paid him uh, 400 or four and a half million dollars to do Home Alone 2, which was the biggest Whoa. salary ever to an 11 year old at the time. It came out in 92. Let's see what four. Do you think he gets points from the movie? Do you think he gets there's probably something in his contract, right? Where he's getting something. Uh, um, that's interesting. I I wonder if they negotiated that for the second one. The first one, I bet he didn't. They just cast yeah. him. Like, okay. And then once you have some power and they want you back, you can usually do something like that. Dollars in 1992. Let's see. Four and a half million dollars in 1992. No, that's only 45,000. I did four and a half. Why is this doing this to me? Inflation calculator. Now I'm the one causing the show <laughs> to stop down so i can figure this out all right so that is an equivalent of 8.35 million dollars today Woo! and apparently he was very pampered on the set and joe pesci was mean to him oh <gasps> really like not mean but he just wasn't friendly to him oh man here hold on let's try this i think joe pesci didn't smile and macaulay culkin asked him oh really and, and pesci told him to shut up <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I mean, listen. Are we surprised? <laughs> Joe Pesci does not seem like the kind of person that would do this movie at all, and here he is. Yeah, the fact that he's there and he's committing to it again—this is what helps make these movies work. But yeah, the the brat child starts like I've been around. Look. Yeah, I've, at this point, he's has an Oscar. He's like, okay, shut up, kid. Everyone else on this set is gonna suck up to you. Right. I'm not, not doing me, it, kid. Here, and hold it, on a sec. Howdy do. This is Peter McAllister, the father. I'd like a hotel room, please, with an extra large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Credit card? You got it. <laughs> Hold on, right? Rewind. McAllister, the father. Oh, I already messed up! This is Peter McAllister, the father. I did it wrong why again. Is it, why is it speeding up? Does it record at uh, a faster speed? I thought I thought it was no, just have, playback. You, I have, thought it was... you have options. You have slow, and then you have on, and then you have off. For recording. So I recorded it on slow, but if you do, if you record it on slow, then it plays fast on just on. Oh, got it. So you need to record on on. One of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Credit card? You got it. All right, give it. This is your last chance. Okay, so I have to record it on on. Howdy-do. This is Peter McAllister, the father. I'd like a hotel room, please, with an extra-large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Credit card? You got it. All right, now. Uh-oh, the phone's ringing. I have to get it right. It's with an extra-large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Credit card? You got it. <laughs> 
not want to call a hotel reservation and play this for them. What a smart little kid. He knew he, he, he predicted what questions were going to be asked and it all yep. fell to place perfectly. And then he befriended the pigeon lady and saved Duncan's toy chest. Got the turtle doves, gave one to the Heart pigeon lady. Uh, had, and she went on to win an Oscar. Well, she had already wow. won it by that point. No. Mm-mm. When did she, when did she win hers? She started off as a homeless woman in New York. <laughs> and then through Kevin's miracle magic of Christmas and his turtle dove, it inspired her to become the great actress that she is. I see what you're doing. I'm surprised you have the talk boy because when they released those things, there was also the talk girl, which had there pink, was, which had pink in it. Oh, I was never into that kind of thing. I mean, give me the boy one. I went the talk I, girl. I, I started this thing in like, I don't remember what grade I was in. I was probably, it was some elementary school and we were in gym class and they were handing out basketballs for the boys and smaller basketballs for the girls. And I was like, this is bullshit. I wanted the regular sized one. And I made them give me a regular sized one because fuck them. A, you think that our hands and our bodies are that different when we're in like first grade? We're all the same. We all need the small little basketballs. Don't give like a regulation sized ball to the boys and a small one to the girls because they're girls and they don't know. Yeah. In first grade, it makes no sense. And then you have that period as a girl. Even where, in fifth grade, it still doesn't make sense. Well, you have that period as a girl where you're then bigger than the boys because you yes. tend to grow and you can, that's your one window to beat the shit out of them physically. I can't do it. I'm a little girl. Okay. No. Shit. All right. You, you got it. <laughs> you would have. I can do it. I'm a little girl. It works. You would have had no hotel room. You would have been on the streets <laughs> of New York. They'd be like, sorry. Say or, that again. Or, on, like, oh, oh. or on the fake I'm set. Oh. The fake uh, New York set, which bothers me where the house was. Wait, hold bed. on. A TV, oh, I, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. And then they're like, "Right away, sir. One moment, please." Uh oh, I got now. I have an actual talk boy in this room. Hi, what is that? <laughs> it's my talk boy. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him and tell him to run away. All right, here, Pete, you take it. Run, run, take it. Show Grandma. Here, Grandma will help you do it. Okay. Here, this way, this way. Look. Uh. It's from Home Alone 2. Remember Home Alone 2? Yeah. Credit card? You got it. Man, all that candy Grandma has in the living room. There's pounds of it. But it's secret candy <laughs> that disappears after five seconds. The secret candy. But so much. There's wow. The the can't ten, nine, eight, seven. This candy, this secret candy that's never gonna come back. That's gonna disappear into the ether forever and down a black hole. Nine. <laughs> okay, he's gone. All right, good. Poor Pete. Why, poor Pete? Don't be mean to him. That's not. I'm not being mean to him. What's being mean? Rushing him out. I was, he was so interested in the talk. This is the next generation. We have to encourage the children. To what? Is he scared of to be to be uh, inspired by naughty children who uh, break into their uncle's huge townhome? You can go to jail. Who, is, who are 
are these McAllisters? Who are they? Is it self- Why do they have so much money? Is it self-defense? I mean, it's so premeditated. You could say it's self-defense <laughs> because they're coming after yeah. you, but it's so premeditated that you set up these traps. If one of them died, how would that play out? It's a like, lawyer would be able to like definitely convict Kevin of something. Yeah, it's like, okay, these guys are coming to get you. Why didn't you go to the police? Why? And you didn't fight yeah. back in the moment. You set up traps for these people. And then he has his talk boy and he's like, the the bricks alone have yeah. like a, a physician said once like you know probably death throwing bricks really? from the top of a brownstone even if it's a fake brownstone on a new york set street in la all right that you got to get over that i can't how this is it's insulting you want to shoot in new york shoot in new york then we got to i mean the whole first it. one was inside of like a school gym or something right I, yes yeah was that on uh, that Netflix series behind the uh, the movie trivia thing with the yeah. narr- the narrator that you hated? Yeah, we just watched one about Elf, which I love Elf, but uh, they they were talking about how much the movie was supposed to be like one of those timeless Christmas classics, which is fine. I think it can be considered that. Um, but they were making the end of their show about the movie so sappy, like in itself was a timeless Christmas classic. I just hated the very end of it. All right, we get it. Can we just enjoy Elf and like get into the movie being great instead of you? Like you don't have to build it up anymore to what it more than it is. And then to make the anyway, I have have a problem with that show. Selling it to you. (laughs) I'm interested in it because I'm interested in what they're telling us. The the information is cool and fun to know, but the way it's delivered is dumb. Are you an Elf lover? I love Elf. I think okay. it's fun. There's no, I'm not, this isn't a trick question. I just, it's a lot of people really do love it. And for some reason, I know. listen, I'm not the, the ones, the, the Christmas movies that I really plug into are the old ones, you know, like the Alistair Sims, Christmas Carol. It's a wonderful life. The Santa Claus um, from 1994. Yeah. Fuck that. It's that old though. That's the height Which of one? the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, you know, I saw that and I thought it was actually kind of okay. I, I was a huge fan of Home Improvement for whatever reason as a kid. Me too. <laughs> so, that JTT. I loved him. No, I like the goofy uh, younger brother. The youngest one who got weird? Yeah, the gangly. I'm he going got weird, through. right? Isn't he like a goth or something? <laughs> Did he turn into that? I don't know. Just in the, I think so. In the show, he shot up and became bigger than his brothers and uh-huh. just his puberty. Everyone's puberty. You shouldn't be subject to being on TV as you're going through puberty. That oldest brother, though, he looks like the bad. He looks like a Johnny from Karate Kid with that blonde hair. But he wasn't. I wonder if he got jealous that he wasn't the pinup. Everyone's got yeah. the JTT from there. What was the magazine all you girls liked? Oh, I don't know. Teen Beat. Yeah. Little thing. It's a toothpaste. Well, and then he was in, you know, out. gonna be a mighty king. So enemies beware. That was his height. That was, he was really living the life. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to carry it over when you're a child actor. Macaulay Culkin retired. <laughs> Where I think. is he? Where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Well, he's not in a band like Macaulay Culkin was. Underground Pizza. Pizza Underground. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? It's Pizza Underground, Velvet Underground covers about pizza. It's funny. I don't think it lasted that long. And I think- oh, he's really cute. He looks really like he's got glasses on. He's. 
I'm sure. Yeah, he looks. Uh, he looks like hip. Yeah, and he took his money and didn't feel the need to stay in the spotlight. I think it was by choice. He just kind of yeah faded out. He's like, look, I, I did it, and I don't want to continue to do this. J- former teen heartthrob Jonathan Taylor Thomas is stepping back into the spotlight to run for the SAG after a board. Wow, he's trying to be part of the union. Yeah, maybe he. <laughs> He's trying to step his foot back into something. Who knows? That's a strain. I want to be on the board of the union. Okay. Yeah, he just uh, maybe he just wants some um, screeners early because his kids like movies. Anyway, anything else that you've got? Any any thoughts on Home Alone Two? Which again, I think is the better of the two. Even though it came out two years after Home Alone one, they always refer to last year, so it's only a, it's a year apart in the actual Home Alone universe. Yeah, did they they escaped from prison? Yeah, they got in out somehow fish, in that fish truck. Oh no, yeah, in the fish truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the poor cab driver. Remember, he's like, "Hey, much safer here," or whatever. <laughs> they're like, "We just need to hire. We need, you know, they're going around to people. We just need to hire someone who's." horrible and disgusting I, i'm sure there was some makeup at it too but i i love that guy he's self-aware enough he knows yeah. he's a monster he's like yeah there's not much better in here kid yeah and then the prostitute's like you want me to read you a bedtime story <laughs> damn it's the first i'm sure some of you are mothers could you like notice that there's a kid by himself in the midnight or whatever it was walking near dangerous central park and the edges of Central Park is where it was. Not so dangerous there. You have to get no, in. No, it's not dangerous. And I don't feel like there were ever prostitutes over there, were they? I mean, that's a really nice part of town. Even then, and no, I don't think that that's where they Yeah, were. because even John Lennon, and uh, they lived there. Well, it's also where John Lennon was killed. So say what yeah. you will about the area. <laughs> um, I was I, I, speaking of monsters. This was something I never knew. The green goop that's on the ladder. Oh, when uh, Harry slips mm-hmm. off the ladder. Yeah. Apparently at some point Kevin buys that at Duncan's toy chest. It's called monster soap. So he, oh. he buys it and then it's used later. I never knew. That's uh, not, you know, you know, maybe that's why this is a good movie. Because even though we didn't maybe ever notice that, maybe our brain noticed that along with the clown in the hotel room. It's there at some point, and then later it ends up in the shower with the cool jerk. Well, you can appreciate but, those small things. Those are the hardest things to actually think those, about when you're yeah. shot listing a movie and, pl- and setting up scenes to have things introduced that come back in, but they're small and they don't necessarily need to be introduced. But when you, when you notice that, you're like, oh, wow, they took some time and care with this. Yeah. Um, and I also want to say that I love Dana Ivy. She's the other person at the front desk that was also in like um, Adam's family. You know, she married cousin it. Mm-hmm. She was, and she was like the other guy's wife, but then she fell in love with, <laughs> with cousin it. Um, I love her. I feel like anything that she's in, I'm into. She's always just around. She's always just been around. You love that whole hotel, hotel staff. I do. Even Schneider in this one, because he's not annoying. No, he's just playing uh, like a little bit of a something of a person, which that's all he ever needs to be. Yeah, he's a little um, bit of a something of a person in a movie. It was always felt like he was trying too hard. I think that's why I didn't take to him. You know, there's a story about him not showing up to a love line appearance or a recording or whatever, because he had writer's block. And then the movie 
he was coming out with was like the animal or something. And so like he was struggling because he couldn't write some horrible movie. That, that you shouldn't be writing movies. I know no, that he shouldn't just be, just be, he's there. He's near it. He's, you know, made it into movies and he's in Hollywood. At some point, just recognize what your skill set is. And it's, you know, yeah. it's kind of lacking already. It's called, uh, <laughs> what's his name's friend? Adam Sandler's friend. That's your job. But he was on SNL, right? I don't know what characters. He was. He was the copies and something. Else I just, there. I don't want to dislike him, but it always seemed like, hey, I'm here. I made it. Like the guy who doesn't really fit in. If you yeah. don't fit in, but you admit that, but it's like trying way too hard to be something more than he was. Mm-hmm. So it's the guy doing a podcast that, you know, is relatively successful as far as podcasts go, but isn't the biggest thing in the world <laughs> being criticized <laughs> by me. Well, listen, we're doing this for love. I never even try. I, I'm happy to do it. This isn't uh, shitting on the podcast. I'm just saying when you shit on people's careers, I always feel weird about it. Like meeting me, not you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Trashing that guy. But, you know, he did some things that I never did. Nor I, would I have ever probably tried. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Seems too oh, hard. Okay. I don't want to fail. I need to befriend Adam Sandler. <laughs> Who's still, by the way, that that Halloween movie put on Netflix, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Huge, huge. So many people watched it. What was it? I don't know. Herbie Halloween or something like that. <sighs> I put it on to just play in the background. So I gave it a view. I let it was run. It, did I, it take place in some cool location? Because that's really all he does. No, I know. He just goes to places he wants to go in films. With his friends. <laughs> Which fine. He hires all of his friends since like college. I think that's. I did. I did like Grandma's Boy. I didn't see it. It's funny. No, this, I mean, it's not good, but it's funny. This Herbie one. He's got a speech impediment again. It's like, OK, yeah. you already did this for the Waterboy. I don't. I hated Waterboy. People loved Waterboy. I know. I did not like it. And I want to like I like I like Adams. I had his albums, maybe two. I probably played them through my talk boy. No, have you had the CDs? You say dynamite. What did what? what you didn't have it on cassette? Yeah, sure. Well, I had them on CD. I was fancy with my disc man. Wow. I would listen to them in middle rich. school. In you middle had your school, family was rich. In the middle school, that was the greatest. Yeah, that was some funny shit. Those albums. That goat. He was like tied up in the back of a truck. He was a goat. The talking goat. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. I think I just like the cursing and the raunchiness of some of it. It's like, yeah. Whoa. The peeing was kind of funny. The anyway. peeing that kept going. Anyway. Yeah. And he's like the one guy who thinks he's, he's getting high all the time, but it's always like pencil shavings okay. or oregano. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, that one's a thread, right? Don't they keep going back to him or is that just I one think sketch? So. Yeah, look, that was... I made some jelly sandwiches and sliced up some cantaloupe. I figured you could eat a little food and then maybe play with your cock and balls for a while. Look, that was, I liked that, and I, I bet listening to it now, maybe comedy albums overall like that produced are, aren't something that people would consume these days, but I don't want to take away from that. And, you know, why does he need to change anything? If it's still working, if he's still a draw by name, these goofy films... Loved him in Uncut Gems. yeah. Loved that movie. That's uh, you know, one of those times he does a more serious role and people are like Adam Sandler's got the acting chops. Yeah. Which great. And then it? he's like, oh, in some new movie on Netflix. Uncut gems. I'll never watch it again. I can't. 
It was so oh, stressful. It's so good. I want to watch it. No, it's too stressful. I can never watch yeah. it again. I liked it, it's but like, I can't. Ha, 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 ho, I can't oh, bet more on the Mets. I can't the, do it good. On the Mets. It was uh, basketball games. Anyway. Sorry, I don't know. You know, sports. I also think he's a Yankees fan. All right. Jesus. Un- and, and it didn't happen in New York, okay? Unbelievable. It was in Chicago, and then it was in LA. All right. Uncut Gems? No, they did that all here. They did the way they should have done it. I'm talking about Home Alone 2 and how you can't get over that it's not in New York. I know that it's always done like this. It just I mean, the new Ghostbusters, the female cast, the one for whatever reason people hate and how dare you. It wasn't good, that's why. Well, before it ever came out, no one gave it a chance. Oh, yeah. Not because it was full of women, but because it was poorly executed. But that was shot in Boston. Made yeah. to look like New York. This Ooh, is. and the, I, I hate all these movies that come out where the saturation is jacked up. Where it's like, things don't look like this. <laughs> Life doesn't look this like crazy, colorful, saturated. It's weird. And then the other Ghostbusters that was supposed to come out this year. Where like Egon's grandkids <laughs> find the Ecto-1 in a oh, barn. yeah. <laughs> Something That's like that. That's just put on hold. I mean, it's, they're all done. They just don't know what to do with them. There's just a whole Oh, slew. it's done? Yeah, it was supposed to come oh, okay. out in the summer. There's just a whole slew of movies that I guess if we ever get back to normal will be released or that at some point they'll just make the decisions, like release it on a It'll be the great, you know, once COVID, you know, is under control, it'll be the great, you know, entertainment boom. Unless they just decide to release it all. I, sometimes and I, then people will have not had kids because or yeah, like no one's going to have kids. Because anybody who has kids already is going to be like, fuck this. I don't want to have any more kids. I'm homeschooling them. I'm with them constantly. We can't go anywhere. No kids. Sounds like you're projecting. Like the opposite of a baby boom. Yeah, it sounds like you're projecting. I'm I'm reflecting the world. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Greg's giving me the, the uh, universal symbol for wrap it up, which is finger in hole. Um, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Watch Home Alone 2 on HBO's. That's the only place unless you want to pay $1.99 on Prime. Go support our HoffandPepper.com. You can get 15% off of some really great hot sauce locally made in Chattanooga. Um, you can use our code ONETOPIC15 for 50% off. It would make a great stocking stuffer. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? 
They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>